and welcome to How Do You Drew? This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by thedrewzam.com. And sponsored by our friends at Positive Medium. I'm Anne. And I'm Ashley. Episode 29. Let's I don't do care it. about that number. 29, feeling fine. <laughs> Although 29, the topic is about 1999. That's I know. Cool. I, I literally had that same thought. <laughs> Why did we do this? Zero two nines for 99. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, good. You know what? This is the church of numbers, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what follow ups do we have from our previous episode? Okay. So, that makeup artist, Mary Jane Frost, who worked mm-hmm. on, well, we weren't sure if it was the last two Ellen Von Unworth shoots or last one. And it was, yeah. You know, so we had the Flower Beauty and the More Magazine. She finally yep. got back to us. You can follow her on Instagram at official Mary Jane Frost. Just want to put that in there. And she believes, if memory serves, that they were the same shoot. She thinks that they did the More stuff and then they like came and did the Flower Beauty stuff right after. Boom, boom. So that's so cool. So happy to know that. I started feeling like that was the case, but I'm, it's so nice to have it confirmed cool i'm so glad she replied thank you um mary jane frost if you listen to this for some yeah, weird reason thank you. <laughs> um the only other little tidbit this week i wanted to mention <laughs> is that drew finally admitted that she's actually only five three but she lies and says five four <laughs> which i feel like we've known that <laughs> wait like, i i for some tiny. reason feel like every time i think of her height i think that at some point something said she was five two but now that seems too short yeah, five, it always and maybe says five, five four. four. I think we. I think I feel like you are the one who usually says it says five four, but she feels tinier and yeah. she's always wearing heels. Yes. <laughs> okay, so at least we know. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that she even was like, "I lie." I'm like, well, I, "We knew I it." Just, <laughs> I just don't get it. But I guess the last thing I can think is that maybe at some point it was like, "Oh no, you should definitely tell people you're taller." Like it yeah, was like, like she an was actor told. thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's all kinds of weird stuff like, oh, well, people who are under 5'4 tend to do not as well, you know, or something. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, um, Uh, did we get any fun mail this week? (laughs) You've got mail. We have my new favorite listener. That's right. Super Dina gets to be the best person out there because guess what Super Dina did? They left us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Yes. That is so awesome. And it's called, I love finding other Drew fans. You want to read it? Yeah, sure. Aloha, ladies. I literally stumbled upon your podcast by seeing your happy birthday Drew comment on her IG right after my own comment to her. Drew is such a bright light and has been a huge inspiration to me. And I was so excited to see your podcast dedicated to her. I just listened to their happy birthday episode and I love you guys. We'll definitely be keeping up and spreading the word yeah that's so cool I love that she found out just from like commenting right I know it definitely makes it like even more meaningful and special yeah no offense to those that know us already and no but like comments, so but... random yeah to like have somebody just like see the name and go like what's how do you drew and then click on it like I think that's the first one we know about really <laughs> to do that <laughs> There's probably others of you out there who found us other ways and don't know what we're talking about when we say Drewbies or the Grapevine. <laughs> but if you do know what we're talking about with Drewbies and the Grapevine, say hi. If you don't, say hi and tell us how you found us. Like, this yeah, is so rad. I know. It made me really happy. And I have been saying whoever sends 
the next review is going to get a special love from me. So, Super <laughs> Dina, I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Super Dina. Hey, speaking of love. <laughs> speaking of love, what did Drew talk about this week in her love language? <laughs> I love love. These are the items she declared her love for. Okay. And by the way, I never include the things that are just her saying like, oh, I love that. Or, oh, that's, I love that story. Or I love them. But specifically like, when she's like, I, I love, love a mini whisk. A mini yeah. whisk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. A mini whisk, obviously. A periodic table. Apparently that table gets her hot, she said. <laughs> I've always liked the periodic table too, but I mean, anyway. it's freaking fascinating it's one of the coolest <laughs> things that's ever been created anyway continue jet skiing uh-huh noodles we know okay this. a fresh herb okay people magazine okay all 14 of her own covers <laughs> we'll never forget now. <laughs> how about teen people drew <laughs> oh yeah good question and then finally a juicy lucy which is a burger stuffed with cheese and okay definitely got a fun name and so i can see that she probably likes it even just for the name <laughs> oh absolutely that's awesome and these were all great and you know i've we've never had one except for maybe when she said i love rap when we were like huh yeah you know but like other than that i'm like yep yep. yeah they always check they always out make sense yeah yes. and it definitely reminds me of the billy on the street with drew barrymore like that yes because <laughs> they like they make sense <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely so um i see we've got something special here for the druism of the week so do you want to explain so i had a hard time deciding which to choose so i'm gonna read all three and you get to pick what what you vote as the best one okay you know those cool little isms that we do which one is the druism of the week and there's okay. a there's a correct answer here. <laughs> oh, okay. Number one, and this came from Drew Magazine, which I don't have my copy of yet, but I saw like somebody picked it up online and posted. So the quote is, "I pile on mascara until it feels like I need a pitchfork to get it off." <laughs> That's number I'm one. I'm sorry, ew. <laughs> I know. All right, number two. I cannot go a week without hanging out with the good old sleeve of the mighty saltine. <laughs> Loves those crackers. That's killed me literally. I <laughs> love it. Okay. okay. And number three, and this is in response to trying to work out without a bra. Okay. A jumping jack is not a jumping jack when you're not wearing a bra. It's like being beaten in the chest. It's like having two <laughs> eggplants that you've got a cradle. <laughs> They're all so okay. good. They're all really good, but you said there's like a correct answer to you. Because I'm in actually, my in my mind, both the second and the third one are really funny to me, but I think my favorite's got to be the third. Yeah, I think the third one is the most, what we have defined as a Druism, because yes. you have like the image and it's a little bit, <laughs> but it's hilarious you understand but it's it. like it, it, yeah we it's it's like when when something is described in this way and you can actually imagine cradling two eggplants <laughs> as you're trying to like do a jumping jack like if i don't know if this would be as funny to someone who does not have breasts but True, it maybe. is a perfect tourism <laughs> yeah it checks all the boxes Good job. that's you got it <laughs> yeah i mean these are all amazing Gold old sleeve of mighty saltine really does 
make me happy though. That one I want an illustration of Drew yes. and her buddy a saltine sleeve hanging out and, together. Like have it be like that person who does celebs on sandwiches. Yes. Except she's just on top of a sleeve of saltines. Oh, I want this so bad. Anybody out there with artistic talent who's inspired right now, share it. Or like if somebody wants to at that person and tell them we want it. <laughs> It's a little off brand for me, but a little bit. (laughs) Okay. So aside from those great Druisms, there's some audio that we just have to include this week. (laughs) And it's uh, Drew telling Pink about the things she does to annoy her kids. (laughs) So let's hear it. I turn everything into like a song and dance. And like, I, I, I feel like they think that their mom is the planter's peanut man. <laughs> because I'm like, that's not normal. I do the same thing. Oh, that too? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like everything, um, I, if, if they're eating like chicken and corn, I'll go, a chicken and a corn and a chicken and a corn and a chicken and a corn and a chicken and a corn. A chicken, a corn. See? This is normal behavior, guys. So. I have had that in my head all week. A chicken and a corn and a chicken and a corn. So good. It's really good. That's a. That's just, yeah, the whole description of her doing it, her imitating herself it's a druism for her to imitate her own silly self like truly it's a different it's a different type of it but yes Yes. we had to include it it's too fun yes just in case anyone missed that yeah all right let's go back in time to this week in drew history Ooh, what do we got let's go to 2005 and you noted here she was only 30 which is so wild right like she had just turned 30 which is a trip yeah just barely so weird I know. Now she's 47. The reason why. Oh my God. Yeah. The reason I thought of it though. Okay. What the hell? 18 years ago. Are you kidding me? I know. Um, But second of all, when I was like reading through what these things were and started to kind of dig in, I was like, what a trip. I know. Like the things that she says. Um, We can get into it. Okay. So um, March 8th, 2005. I only included this because we were here for this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Jimmy Fallon and Drew were on, weirdly enough, Dr. Phil's show to promote Fever Pitch. So random. And my recollection was that I came later than you did and you got in and I couldn't reach you for hours. Is this, yes. am I remembering so, this correctly? Some <laughs> we don't have to you get were into late. it too long. Yeah. And they took us all, and I don't think we knew this was going to happen. They took us all to a screening of the movie. And once we were in, that was it. I was in and you were out and there was nothing we could do about it. Yeah. And I think you had a cell phone, but you had to turn it off. I'm sure we did. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise I can't even. texting. I know. Like, it's such a trip. When I thought of that, I was like, that's before I was medicated. Like, I was probably so freaked out (laughs) with my anxiety. But somehow you got to come into the taping of the show, like the important part. So you figured something out. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that's what I remember about it almost more than the event itself because of how anxious I was. I don't blame you. I was too because it was like, shit, we're separated and I'm in the movie and she's not here. Yeah. And you were by yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really remember that much about the the taping part. Like I remember kind of like where we were sitting and the angle. Me too. But I don't think we had any interaction with Drew at that taping. 
No, I don't think so either. Like, I don't even remember her acknowledging us, but who knows? It might have just been like she wasn't expecting to see fans in the audience. You know, probably. Um, Yeah, it was it was weird. The very next day, March 9th, they went down to Cancun for MTV Spring Break and they filmed (laughs) some sort of segment there. But also um, this amazing Dateline interview was filmed during this as well. Yes. So you got really fixated on this this morning. So I let you take over. <laughs> so basically I was just rereading the transcript because I didn't remember the interview. And I was like, Dateline usually does great interviews. If they're going to do a profile, it's probably really cool. And you wrote awesome Dateline interview and yeah. put the transcript in. When you read it, was it familiar to you? When I looked at the pictures that you had saved in our files, paired with it I did kind of but like okay. everything was like I didn't remember just how cool it was okay. so I just wanted to like say a couple things that were from it so during this Dateline interview which aired on March 20th though it was filmed on March 9th they talked about Drew's Vogue photo shoot with Anne Leibovitz which was Drew's first Vogue cover uh, yeah, which I thought great. was cool I and that. then I just I just went like oh my god and started going down the memory lane of like that issue and how beautiful it is yeah that's the beauty and the beast one with the lion on the cover yes and like i think we need to do any libowitz soon because she has a couple really special shoots with drew okay it just made me think of that but which one thing that was funny is they like she was quoted they said it was going to be the first cover in history with a lion and i was like here kitty kitty (laughs) which i loved yeah um this was a kind of a drewism so i pulled it for that reason she goes into calling herself an old stray when she says like there have been people who have helped her and she feels really grateful to all of her friends that like they took her in and then she said speaking of how she looks so good despite having insomnia she describes her team as helping her to like put the poodle through the machinery which i thought was really funny (laughs) definitely a truism yeah right She also talks about um, her father's recent death, some sweet stuff. She's talking about fab. She talks about motherhood, even though at this time, like she wasn't really ready to be a mother. Um, Ashley will link to the transcript to the Dateline interview. So you make sure you visit um, howdoyoudrew.com and check out the episode page. Perfect. And one day, maybe we'll get that footage online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I also went down a little rabbit hole trying to find it. <laughs> But I think I might have it on DVD. So that one's like yeah. actually sort of within our reach of which in our grasp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. All right so... so we're moving on now to what's new with Drew. Yeah. Let's come back to the present. Okay. So we've got the Garnier Nutrice. So like we had mentioned last week, we spotted that she had a new Garnier ad on the back of the new issue of Drew Magazine. So we knew something was coming. We told you guys. Yep. (laughs) So uh, there's now a commercial and she's been named a brand ambassador for Garnier Nutrice hair color. So the commercial is like her talking about how she can dye her hair at home and all that stuff it's really cute yeah she looks beautiful i liked it a lot like it it was really well done and it kind of was like using this huge star in such a like drew way yeah okay what else we got okay and then also victoria beckham for her fashion show the autumn winter in paris she did okay well the line i guess was very great gardens inspired so she had drew do kind of like um, a recreation of her little Evie look for so cool. the ad for the show invitation, which is really 
cool. It was very yeah. like out of nowhere and a really neat thing. One picture, but really neat. And that um, picture was done by Ash Bean, who does all the photography on set of the Drew Barrymore show. Oh, awesome. Props to her. Yeah. I didn't realize she took that picture too. Yeah. That's so cool. And then the last thing, if you wanted me to talk about it. Yeah. Just because I just freshly read it. I don't have Because it just came out this morning, apparently. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So this was just added to our notes. So Vanity Fair did a feature on Drew called The Importance of Being Earnestly Drew Barrymore. It was written by Kenzie Bryant. And it's really cool. It like talks about her doing like various photo shoots for her different projects, like all in the same day, flirting around this space. Totally tracks with what I felt has been happening. (laughs) Yes. It was like nothing about it was surprising. Um, She says some really funny things like, I feel like a fly with like all those eyes, even on the sides and the back of the head. Sometimes I want to shut it off and just have two eyes. Two eyes are plenty, but in work mode or creating mode, yes, a fly. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is a week of really good Druisms. I'm loving it. (laughs) Yes, it really is. I'm sorry we're like pulling them all for this episode. (laughs) But it's really cool. Like one of the things that I loved is that there's one thing in here that says – I don't remember what it was talking about right before this, but it says more than 30 years later, her fans too are just so happy with her life. I'm reminded of an interview magazine cover from 1995 that read more, more, Drew Barrymore. I know. I was so impressed. I was like, good on you, Kenzie, that you know about that one. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is so cool. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was a good, like a well-written article. Yeah. And they're really, truly commending Drew on how hard she's working And Drew is just like, seems to be completely thriving in that environment, which is what she's like, she's there, like she's directing, she's acting, she's basically making decisions at every second, at every turn and involved in everything that everyone's doing. Like it's, it paints such a beautiful picture of this hardworking woman, you know, like that, that we know, like none of it was surprising, like I said, but it was like, reassuring. Yeah, Yeah, reassuring. (laughs) I know. And there's something about it, like to, for that, like Vanity Fair to do that. Like, I feel like that's a big deal. I know. I was just a little like, there's no pictures. Like I kept hoping like a picture on set, but maybe there's like a reason they couldn't, I don't know. Or maybe there's something coming. I don't know. Yeah. It's great. So we'll link that on the show page for you guys. Make sure you check it out. Yep. Very cool. Okay, are we ready for this weekly topic? Uh, more than I thought I was because yeah. I've always known that this one is special in my like um, early Drew roots. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until I read the article again that I was like, oh, this one had a yep. lot of things that really like really took me back. Major, yeah, nostalgia. and I I forgot even though you said I recommended this episode. Yeah, but this one's really special to me because. I feel like it was one of the first big features when I, after I became a fan that I was yep. really, really obsessed with. Okay. We are on the same page. So we yep. are talking about In Style from March, 1999. And this yep. was Drew's first cover with In Style. First of many. I should have counted how many there were. I meant to. There's a lot. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys next week. <laughs> but yeah, so this one, as Ashley and I have mentioned, we kind of got really into our fandom by the middle end of 1998. 
So by early 1999, we were like preparing for the release of Never Been Kissed. <laughs> like this was like, we were fully in it. And this was probably one of the biggest things that came out when we were freshly early collecting. Yeah. So this is the, I mean, I bought Movie Line April 1998, but okay. that wasn't just for Drew. Like it was yeah. kind of like, oh, cool. This was, so I'll, I have a story actually. Ooh, I want to hear it. Yeah. So I was a senior in high school and I was doing the play, the musical Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And there was a girl who was a couple years younger than me. And one day she said to me, your voice reminds me of Drew Barrymore's. And I was like, oh, oh. my gosh, she's my favorite. Like, oh, that means so much to me. And then I don't know if it was the exact same day or like right afterward, but she was like, oh, she's on the cover of the new In Style. And that's how oh. I found out about it. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, it's a really cool feature on her house. This girl's name is Katie Crispell, by the way, if you're out there listening. Yeah. But yeah. So Katie was the one that told me about this. And I actually don't remember like going and buying it, but like that was a big deal to find that out from someone. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. the first time I can remember that happening where someone yeah. clued me into like a cool thing that was going on. Yeah. And I feel like this was around the time when I was starting to have friends who would do that too. So I can totally imagine that even though I don't remember exactly like how I found out about the issue or when I got it exactly. My memories of it are more about like that I had these pictures all on my wall. One of the ones I remember the most right now, I used to have um, the picture that's in the contents, which we'll talk okay. about later. Yeah. I had that on my bulletin board forever. Like love that picture i still really love it and then the one of her on the yellow bench yeah i had and maybe still have on the front of one of my clippings binders okay and i have like dried flowers oh that i pressed yeah like attached to it so it's love like it. it was something i had on my wall and i've preserved it still in the way that i used to hang it on my wall so cool yeah like from then so i have a lot of like just feelings about these pictures that totally. are like multifaceted so i think that's why you had suggested it more for the photos yes the i didn't article. remember the, yeah. how cool the article was yeah me neither yeah. um yeah. so speaking about that article it was done by trish dietch royer <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> and then uh, the photos were done by art striber just a little mm -hmm. side note, he just a couple hours ago liked our Jerseyum post of one of these pictures. Yeah. So, hey, Which is Art. so cool. <laughs> hey, Art, I hope you do listen to this. We're going yeah. to be raving about your pictures for a huge chunk of the episode. Yes, we are. <laughs> and I don't know how, but we have the date that these were done. And it, so they were taken on December 17th, 1998. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Before we move on, we wanted to mention that the hair and makeup were done by Julian Fink or Julian Fink Dempsey, um, who we've mentioned before. Both hair and makeup, which is... I yeah, feel, which is interesting. I think yeah. she also did that, but we discovered on Saturday morning cartoons that she did both. So oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So I guess she was thing. just doing general styling. Yeah. And then the styling, speaking of styling, <laughs> was done by Vicky McGarry. Are you ready to get into these amazing photos? Sure, let's do it. Um, so we got to okay. mention that, so all of these photos were done in Drew's house, which is part of yep. what makes this so cool. But this was the house that burned down in February 2001, sadly. And I will say that according to Google Maps, like aerial view, it does look like the yoga studio is still on the property. 
because that was separated from the house. So that's kind of a neat thing. I'll share an aerial view showing that. And I think from what I can recall, there was this photo shoot and then Chris Miller on that E! Hollywood Jobs special that we've mentioned many times. He was at the house a lot in that. And I think that's like all we ever saw of this house. And for some reason, I'm totally blanking on the scenes at the house from E! Hollywood Jobs. You know, I only really remember one and there's a reason why and we'll get to that. Okay. So I don't even know how, how much they showed. I just remember some footage outside, like in the yard. Gosh, I so want to see that again. Yeah, me too. So first we wanted to briefly talk about the cover, which is so pretty. Yeah, I've always loved this cover. For being just, you know, like a very plain fashion magazine cover you know like (laughs) it's it's one of the prettier ones like that in my opinion she just has an exceptionally sweet look to her I think yeah part of it yeah and like and how she's styled is also like really beautiful yeah like yeah it's hard to describe but if you haven't seen it you gotta check it out (laughs) we assume that the cover was done somewhere in her house because her hair is basically identical to the other pictures which is kind of cool to imagine yeah She's wearing a low-cut dark red dress that has rose petals on the straps, which is also really cute. Like, something about that feels appropriate for her. I've always you know, in a, liked in a weird way. all the dresses she wears in this shoot. Like, Yeah, that's a good point. They definitely spoke to my style at that time. <laughs> yeah. The cover is gorgeous. There's not much more we can say. It's just, yeah, like the, the expression on her face, and it's really sweet. So good. Okay, so the first full page of the feature, this is always one of my favorites. I love this picture. It's Drew on a yellow chair outside, and she's wearing a pink dress. Again, I totally would have worn this dress in 99. And uh, (laughs) you can see her toe tattoo, her little moon. Yep. And the cool thing about this feature is that there's captions on each picture with like different information. These are great. Yeah. Um, so this caption reads, Barrymore sits pretty on the patio outside her front door in L.A. Although she's lived mostly out of suitcases, one constant in her wardrobe has been a Cartier necklace, a present from an industry executive. This is the picture that I mentioned earlier that I used to have on my wall surrounded by pressed flowers. Um, I've also really always loved it. There's something really sweet and very drew and i don't really know how to like it beyond that to explain how lovely it is <laughs> like, yeah it, this is like peak america's sweetheart drew <laughs> this picture yeah. i feel like you could just use that picture and sum it up <laughs> that's totally true the next one this i also really loved and i believe there's an outtake of this that i really love as well yeah this Does is that sound one familiar of, one of the few without takes <laughs> we'll get to that yeah, so in this picture, Drew's sitting in like a like a bunch of leaves, like looks like ivy or something, with her dog. She's wearing khaki pants and a white t-shirt. And the caption, which again is really sweet, says, Barrymore found her mutts Templeton back to camera and his sister Flossie sent her at a flea market. Hyla, right, on North Highland Avenue. All right, okay, says Barrymore for her dogs. I'll give you love. I'll give you love. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so sweet. And I just wanted to say also that we talk about the pets, including all three of these lovely dogs that are (laughs) pictured here in episode seven of our podcast, the pets episode. So make sure you check that out if you want to hear more about her lovely dogs. That's a good one. I feel like that one needs more love. So good good job shouting it out. (laughs) And I was excited to see that it was so long ago. I know. It's wild. 
I was like scrolling back, like, no way. And it was 22 episodes ago. So look at us go. Yeah, no kidding. It is such a sweet picture. I don't care it's for her so outfit sweet. in it, but the rest I like. Yeah. Okay, so the next page has two sort of smaller, basically they each make up a quarter of the page, pictures of Drew over by her chicken coop. And she's wearing a pink t-shirt and black shorts that are kind of long and she's got black and white tennis shoes, just real cute and casual and her hair is pulled up in that one. And the caption says, do I have a customer? She asks, spreading (laughs) feed around a chicken coop, housing 10 hens and two roosters. So actually, we definitely talk about her chickens in the pet episode too I just realized (laughs) oh do we yeah because we talk about how she has chickens now but we knew she had them way back this time too oh that's true (laughs) so another shout out for our pets episode (laughs) I love these pictures I think I just also love imagining Drew with her chickens like there's something so lovely (laughs) about that um and it just makes me happy and these pictures are very sweet oh so cute And then the next page, one of these things I like kind of forgot about, but anyway, is a yoga studio and tiki bar. And for some reason I had forgotten about the whole tiki bar thing. Yeah, I had too until I read the article and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. And I feel like maybe there's footage of that in that um, Chris Miller E thing. Oh my God. I know. Really? He's definitely walking around this area. (laughs) Like that's what I remember. (laughs) Okay, that's so cool. And then the caption here reads, Barrymore bought the property because it is unusually lush for LA. The yoga studio with its reflective glass panels and cantilevered door was designed by a student of Frank Lloyd Wright. Beyond it, the roof of the tiki bar. And then she said, my fruit trees are the things that make me the happiest at my house, naturally speaking. And like, that's so cool. Everything about it. I'm so glad that this still is standing. Like it's really unique. The door is so strange and cool. Yeah. Looking at these pictures again, I don't think I fully appreciated it. And I hadn't studied any architecture at that point. Now I have studied Frank Lloyd Wright and I can kind of see like, oh, cool. That's a really neat influence. So there's a tiny picture um, of her skipping past the door. Oh, yes. So you can really see how kind of funky and interesting it is. Like cantilevered is the perfect word, but it's like you still have to look at it and still be like, wow, that's unique. Yeah, really unique. So cute. And I love that dress too. I totally would yeah. have worn that. In and I love that picture. That kind <laughs> of adorable. reminds me of one of the ones I said was a favorite in the Ellen Von Unworth episode. Like similarly has like movement, like it's not perfectly clear. Yeah. But just like really captures an essence. Like if there's something so sweet about the, that one and you're right, it's another sweet dress. So cute. Yeah. Okay. And then the last uh, two pages, there is a tiny one that shows her like a Scrabble board mm-hmm. and it's spelling out life is beautiful. Yep. But then the large photo, the full page is Drew and Flossie sitting in her library. And the caption reads, Barrymore in her favorite part of the house, the library slash rec room where she hangs out with friends. And then this, I remember so well. (laughs) She writes D. Barrymore inside a book's cover only after she has read it and buys books from every museum she visits to show her kids someday. And then the quote says, I love shells built into walls because you can display what you have on them in such a beautiful ritualistic way. (laughs) Yeah, this picture is major library goals. 
Uh, well, it's so <laughs> funny because I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, now her New York apartment is like that times three. Like her yes. walls are, like she hasn't changed. Like she's I still know. doing the same thing. It's so cool. It's Lord just instead ceiling. of it being like wood, it's all like painted white there, I yeah. feel like in her new place. <laughs> yeah. Also, can you imagine, like, I feel like she says she never gets rid of books, but can you imagine like- Ugh getting a D Barrymore like I have imagined that I think I don't think that's a new fantasy for me (laughs) (laughs) so cool I've always loved I feel like I might have even like thought I was gonna adopt that habit at some point but like never did it or something (laughs) I am a like book collector and not as much a book reader and I need to read more maybe I should just do this just purely so I can start just to give yourself the goal of writing your name in the front. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to write D. Barrymore, actually. There you go. <laughs> Counterfeit. <laughs> so that's it. They're beautiful. They're great. But weirdly, there's like very little out there from the shoot, particularly in terms of like getting them from photo agencies. Yeah. So all the outtakes we have, I think, are like 99% exclusively from magazine scans so some outtakes were printed in other magazines and then people us or other people scan them over the years yeah there's no like great quality <laughs> outtakes and then I noticed if you google Art Stryber Drew Barrymore the only pictures that come up are from our tumblr <laughs> Oh, yeah. So nothing, so, nothing like new popping up, like no, no surprises. Yeah, I was hoping. If you're listening, Art, we would love to see some outtakes. We would yeah. m- maybe kill to, with you. to see some outtakes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and the only outtakes that I've come across that have like a, anything like different, completely different from these is there are different cover photos where she's in a different dress. But other than that, they're all kind of like, just slightly different versions of what we already have here yeah which it's like I could only imagine kind of like Jane like years from now we're suddenly (laughs) gonna get like a a little dump of them and just go nuts (laughs) please (laughs) that would be so there's gotta be more than this out there (laughs) yeah and actually speaking of Jane like even though Drew's not at home in Jane the way some of these feel feels Mm. like Jane wouldn't you say because they're very just like casually hanging out, skipping around. Yep. Being feel, yeah. And she yeah. feels like comfortable at home. She's barefoot in both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, anyway, let's move on from this amazing photo shoot to this amazing article. Howdy, Howdy Droomies. We want to tell you about our sponsor, Positive Medium. We've actually been clients of theirs for at least 10 years. And they take care of all of our website needs for the Drewzeum.com. They offer custom web design and professional coding, search engine optimization, marketing, and hosting. So we've been hosted by them, but we've also been able to take advantage of a lot of their expertise in these other areas as well. Absolutely. So customer service is the biggest draw for us with this company. They have saved our site literally from obliteration quite a few times. But then they also help us with minor issues in just like literally a matter of minutes. So if we have like a coding question or just like something on the back end we can't figure out, we reach out to them and we get an answer back and the issue is solved within moments. 
We're so excited that Positive Medium is allowing us to offer our listeners 25% off managed WordPress hosting plans using our promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, of course. Um, And if you want to take advantage of this, visit positivemedium.com. We really, really vouch for these people. They've been so great to us and will continue to be great to us, I I can only imagine. (laughs) I mean, they're great by offering this to our listeners. So take advantage. Again, it's promo code DREW, of course. This really, I mean, I'm telling you, there's, there were so many little details in this and I was like, oh my gosh, like these were like the first kind of drew tidbits of trivia I knew. Yeah. I feel like came from this. Yes. And I'm, you know, reading through this, I'm like, this has like a really cool, similarly cool feel to some of the other ones we've covered. And I'm like, how could I have forgotten that that was one of the reasons it was so cool? (laughs) I did too. You're not alone. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so the the article starts in a really cute way. Um, It starts with Drew, and they mentioned her tidy closet, which is kind of funny because she just posted that thing about like pre-bedroom, post-bedroom cleanup. Anyway, so she's pulling off a shirt and like pretending to get stuck and screaming and being really silly. And Drew's butterfly tattoo is showing and frantically waving in space, as the author of the article says, while Flossie watches wagging her tail. So she's kind of, Drew is like kind of putting on a show and yeah, like. I'm sure they're screaming. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And I love how the, actually the Vanity Fair article talks about Drew screaming. And I almost want to like put this in there, but there's a really cool quote about Drew screaming that I liked from the Vanity Fair article. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Okay. So um, Drew and the author at dinner and Drew says that she's just coming out of a midlife crisis. (laughs) And the quote she says, I was born 10 years old. I found myself saying I've been working for 23 years my whole life, which by the way, 23 is so freaking young. Yeah, it is. She says she considered retiring or disappearing. And I'd forgotten this interesting note. She imagined leaving her Volvo station wagon on the side of a bridge with the doors open. Yeah, I didn't remember this. Scary, Drew. <laughs> you imagine if she, if no one knew what happened to, what happened to Drew Barrymore? <laughs> <laughs> the last evidence was her Volvo station wagon <laughs> on the side of a bridge with the doors wide open. But luckily she came to her senses and she says, but then I thought that's crazy. I can't retire. I've got too much time to go. And I couldn't sit still if I tried. (laughs) I can see it just being like one of those wild, like one day crazy fantasies that you'd never actually do, but fun to think about. (laughs) It's just like something from the beginning of like Dateline or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this this next tidbit, you and I both have little comments in it. Um, So she looks down at her glass and she starts going on about her love for ice. Um, She said she once (laughs) wrote a children's book about an ice cube. Um, Uh. Hello. Can we see that, please? Please. (laughs) Yes. And she said she loves Las Vegas, which is where Ashley lives, um, (laughs) because, quote, they are so free with the ice. Ice buckets galore. They just shove the ice on you. And I love that. (laughs) And I like... You know, I knew this quote. I remember like this was one of the first things I knew about Drew. She loves ice. But uh, I like really gave it some thought because living here, you know, I never noticed the abundance of ice, but I have noticed, especially recently, maybe I'm more sensitive to it as I'm pregnant. When we go to California, 
the water just comes no ice and I'm always really annoyed by it. So I think she's right. I think we are really generous with ice here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can be very hot in Las Vegas. So it's a very, you know, they have to do it. <laughs> That's true. So Drew continued, ice is very much like flowers. It just dies at a certain point. But you know what's weird? You can bring it back to life just by freezing it. Ice, I worship it. <laughs> and I, I love it. Love this. Also, like, I don't remember what episode it is, but we talk about Drew's love of iced tea. Yeah. And I have a feeling she's all about the iced part. <laughs> you I'm know? sure you're right. And that was in our interview with Tony Crago. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. So we're still not even really moving on from the ice <laughs> because next <laughs> she talks about uh, the tiki bar that she has at her house and it has a thatched roof and a patch of sand, which is so fun, and a professional ice maker. And she <laughs> says that the ice maker is the thing she's most proud of at her house and her most prized possession, aside from her other prized possession, which was <laughs> a birthday gift jukebox from Adam Sandler that plays her favorite song, which was Otis Redding's That's How Strong My Love Is. Totally <laughs> remember that. this factoid. Like yep. I was like, oh, yes. And then I don't know if you remember this, maybe not, but I like, you know, when you first discover AOL, <laughs> there's like <laughs> little sound clips you could download from, I don't, I feel like it was maybe from something on AOL. That's okay. my memory. And it was like some interview that was done with her, but just these short little audio clips. And one of them, she talks about that song. And I, I must've listened to it 500 times. Cause I know the entire thing by heart <laughs> where she quotes the song and she quotes the lyric that says, wrap you in my colors and keep you warm i'll be there with bells on <laughs> the bells on part is her <laughs> yes i um don't remember this audio clip but i love that you have it in your brain oh my god like permanently etched in there <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute and i love it's like aol days it was all this era <laughs> So the article isn't all fun. I mean, there's some really deep and wonderful parts of it. She talks about her burnout and then she realized she needed to take more responsibility. And then she did that with producing Never Been Kissed. Um, she said she dove into the work and said it was so much fun. It was so great. <laughs> it takes up every second of your life and you never get upset for a second. In fact, you're like more, more, more hours in the day. <laughs> More, more, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yes. So she said she related to Josie because she knows what it's like to walk into a room and trip like a geek and to feel awkward and ugly and stared at and feel like a freak. So Aww. all of this was very like, it was a lot, like she was getting out a lot of feelings in this, but also like saying that she'd grown. Yeah. Also, this is like, we know this, but it's just sad. So she talks about how she didn't really have any friends growing up because she was like in and out of school and people were weird to her. Um, so she spent a lot of her time with her avocado tree in the backyard. <laughs> and that was at the Poinsettia Place house, we know. Yep. And she has also talked about like wanting to be buried under that tree when she was younger so that yep. she'd be in the roots mm -hmm. and like in the fruit. <laughs> but her quote is, I think it explains why I was a heavy child. I ate so many avocados, like five a day. I sat outside with a spoon and a salt shaker, mm. and I was in purgatory when the avocados weren't ripe. I had a cheap swing set, and I would swing and eat the avocados. I hugged that tree every day. Oh, I just love that so much. That's really sweet. Um, did we try to see if we could tell if the avocado tree was still there when we went to this house? No, like that was 
we definitely couldn't see the backyard, but that would be a good thing to check on um, Google Maps. We'll yeah, take a look. see if you could tell. Because <laughs> at this point, if it was like a relatively large tree when Drew lived there as a kid, <laughs> yeah, like hopefully it's still there. That would uh, be so be awesome. cool. Um, but yeah, this this image and Drew's love for avocados is something we share. <laughs> Yeah, except like I stupidly lived in an avocado grove for like four years and didn't think I liked them and never ate them. I was in a grove of hundreds of trees. <laughs> uh, I'll never, I'll never let that go. Uh, what, a, what a waste. <laughs> oh my God. So she talks about how no one wanted to be her friend or talk to her at school. And now she's approached all the time. And in the article, someone comes up to them during dinner to say, Drew rocks her world. And then Drew <laughs> matches her enthusiasm and exclaims, thank you. All right. Which I like. I totally picture. I loved it so much. <laughs> then she gets teary and she wonders if she'll ever feel good about herself. Hmm. Which, oh, I know. And she says she knows she battles too much with herself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's still saying that. Yep. So she really is still working on it. Yep. But she does think that her pain makes her more empathetic, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And she says she wants to do movies to help other people heal. And her quote is, and I feel like she also still feels this way. Yep. As an actor, I'll want to continue to do darker characters. But the only movies I want to produce for people are fun, caper, funny romance movies, all the good stuff in life. And she definitely has said that recently as well. Yeah, I totally feel like she has done a few darker characters at this point. Like, including, like, Edie, little yeah, Edie. That, that I feel like that was a dark went. character. Yeah. But, you know, like, the battling with herself and not feeling good about herself and her confidence, like, that's one thing we love about her is, like, she will have to discover over and over again, like, self-love. And I think that's really yeah. real. And I think she's also always open about that struggle. You know, okay, I like that, mm -hmm. you know, so like a nicer way of looking at it. <laughs> I mean, it's hard because I understand this deeply. And how can someone like Drew feel this way? I know. Um, Edward Norton says something really sweet in this article about Drew, um, about how she's more sincere than anyone else their age in the business, which <laughs> is so sweet. And then he says she has forged this terrific positivity toward life and a spiritual destiny and grace out of nothing. Beautiful so beautiful i mean that's when people say that she's triumphed i feel like this is like that times a lot more because it's just the words are so beautifully Good <laughs> job. strung together so beautifully edward norton man i feel like we talk about him in a lot of episodes <laughs> yeah i so know funny. <laughs> i really want him to go on drew's show uh great i love it let's do it <laughs> make <Yes>. it happen <laughs> yes all right so as pretty much always in this era the article has to touch on her parents and yep. about how she's estranged from them both yep i mean she says she feels like her grandfather is watching down on her and that the acting gift she got from him keeps her sane and she does give her mom credit for instilling a love of books in her, which yeah. she also mentioned in our last magazine, Jane. And which one was where she mentioned she got her love for the Beatles from, that also from Jane. Jane, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing I think that was really cool before we say the next part is that um, she specifically said her mom instilled her love for first editions of books. Yeah, I Which is really kind of cool. So I wonder, like if it was something that Jade encouraged her to invest in, which is kind of- That's what it sounds like. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then she says from her dad, she got how not to behave. <laughs> <laughs> and the quote she gave was, 
he's so great, but he's wild. I don't want to be like him the way he was always struggling and never had a place to live. I want to know where I'm going. That stability is important to me. Yeah, that totally tracks. Yeah, stability is definitely a big, big thing to Huge. do. And understandably. I mean, yeah, <laughs> speaking of her stability, the author goes on to describe that by age 24, which is insane, <laughs> she's got a home she could raise a family in on a two and a half acres with a yoga studio, a guest cottage, a swimming pool, a chicken coop, a beehive and three dogs. <laughs> she's got an office in LA decorated uh, like a funky coffee house with board <laughs> games on the shelves, bowls of candy everywhere, and a snifter of brightly <laughs> packaged condoms in the reception area <laughs> because she was part of the Women's Health Foundation at that point. The beehive thing like gave me a memory. And so when Chris Miller was on this E! Hollywood Jobs is when he was uh, her assistant and they followed him around with kind of his duties, he was doing like planning for a party that was going to be at Drew's house. And there was this whole thing where he had to make sure that people like guests at the party wouldn't be walking on the path near the beehive. So they had that to like, you know, kind of like block it off or something like that. So I was like, yes. oh yeah, I remember there was a beehive. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool memory. I love that you pulled that out because I would not have thought of that, but I can almost imagine him saying it. So whether yeah. it's I like know Chris Miller's voice enough that I'm like <laughs> able to build that memory yeah. or it's actually there. It could be both. <laughs> this this part is pretty interesting. Um, actually, this whole kind of chunk mm. that's next, there's a lot yeah. of interesting things. So in the article, she says she wishes to remain private regarding her relationship with Luke, which we know at that <laughs> point was pretty much on the outs. They were just on and off over the next year. So that wasn't super surprising. This next part I do find really interesting because of how she is now. Yeah. Her house was mostly unfurnished with blank walls and she said she's not ready to commit. And I love this note that you made before I read the quote. Yeah, so in Tom Green's book, he says that when he met Drew, uh, she wasn't comfortable being alone at that house. And so she had moved into the Chateau Marmont, which is weird. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. And I don't think if you had told me that, I don't think I knew that. But that's so strange because then what ends up being kind of the history of that house is yeah. like, you know, a couple years later, it's gone. So it's a trip. I know. It's like, maybe she was right to feel that way. Yeah, super strange. Um, but this quote I love from this part yeah. um, says, I've always said that one night I'm going to find myself in some field somewhere. I'm standing on grass and it's raining and I'm with the person I love. And I know I'm at the very point I've been dreaming of getting to. Just so <laughs> that, sweet. And then I automatically hear Barbara Walters' voice in my head. I know. One what night it'll rain? rain. What has that got to do with anything? <laughs> I know. I thought of the same thing. <laughs> R.I.P., but come on. <laughs> I know. And then, I, I mean, this this is just sweet. It's just kind of part of the scene, which I love that they include it. Yeah. And then it says, she seems to realize while sitting outside near her fruit trees with her dogs, life is good here and now. And then she says, life just happens in moments. I definitely feel like that quote, it was often printed on fan pages yes. or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the life just happens in moments and the whole other part, the whole like, yeah. I'm okay. going to find myself <laughs> in some field somewhere. I just, all of that is like that whole chunk of those words feel 
I, I hate to describe it as very Drew, but that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, that just describes it perfectly, though. That's I mean, what it in is. Vanity Fair, they talk. One thing they talk about is like how Drew went viral with her like being outside in the rain yeah, with no it's umbrella. Yeah, it's like just it's part a of constant. Who she is. <laughs> yes, exactly. So like, I'm just like smiling, imagining this because it feels exactly her. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, and then we wrap up. So what happens at the end of the article is that the phone rings and she runs barefoot through her house up the stairs. <laughs> it's a business call. And then she like <laughs> happily slams down the receiver and screams <laughs> with delight and runs through the house again. <laughs> and her dogs are watching and their tails are wagging and they're, you know, <laughs> delighted by her. And then she goes outside and the author says, headed for the next great moment. I love how it's bookended with the dogs, like yeah. with her, like kind of playing for the dogs. <laughs> the dogs being like, here goes our wacky owner again. We sure love her. <laughs> yes. And this goes perfectly with the chicken and the corn thing. Yeah, it sure does. Now she's doing it for her daughters instead of her dogs. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad that we covered this article. Me too. I feel like, yeah, it was like, almost a hidden gem it's like we i had at some point acknowledged this importance to me and sentimentality but it's like so much more than that are we gonna feel this way about every article we do <laughs> i don't know i mean there's definitely some that are better than others like yeah we've, we've been touching on the real good ones and yeah. this is just another example of that yes oh it's great and if you were there in this time I think you probably really understand how special it felt and yeah, especially where we are, our heads were at in our fandom. Like this was like so much content that was exciting. <laughs> yes. And like, we've always said that we love the little personal tidbits and yeah. thank you, Drew, for being vulnerable back in 1999 <laughs> so we could have this wonderful article to look back on. Yeah. It's so good. We hope you guys enjoyed that little trip down memory lane. Uh, thank you for listening. And if you want to be like my new best friend, Super Dina, <laughs> you should be cool and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, please. And you can yep. also rate us there. You can rate us on Spotify. I think those are the only platforms that allow rating, weirdly enough. You'd think everywhere but would. All the places that you can rate, review, or subscribe, please re-rate, Just do it. Review, and subscribe. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then go follow us on Instagram at how do you drew pod for all things podcast related and then also at drewzium for extra drew content every yep. day pretty much <laughs> <laughs> yep and also visit our website at how do you drew.com and our other website the drewzium.com where it all started um send us listener mail to how do you drew pod at gmail.com i want to hear the first magazine issue that impacted you, if you oh, want to send us that. That's good. We actually did have a comment from longtime Drewby Misty that this particular one was like what totally did it. Oh, yay. Yeah. Tell us more, Misty. Send us yeah. an email. That'd be cool. Yeah. And okay. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next Drew's Day. Thanks yay. for joining us. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of the How Do You Drew podcast was researched and produced by Ashley and Anne from thedrewzium.com with help from our sponsor, Positive Medium. Special thanks to Matt Costa for our lovely theme song, Roxy Prima for our adorable logo, and last but not least, Drew Barrymore and all the Drewbies who love her. We do this for you. Thank, Thank you. you.